Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us once again for Health Professional Radio. We'll be speaking with Dr. Mary McGowan. She's joining us to discuss a recent study that revealed some concerning findings showing that the diagnosis and treatment of a rare genetic disorder is dangerously underdiagnosed and undertreated. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Mary McGowan. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me. A bit of your professional background. Sure. Um, I am a physician who um, trained at the University of Massachusetts Medical Center for my internship and residency in internal medicine. And then I went to Johns Hopkins, where I studied lipid metabolism, cholesterol metabolism. And then I've been in practice uh, for 30 years um, in lipid metabolism. I see patients at Dartmouth Hitchcock Medical Center in Lebanon, New Hampshire, part of the, um, the Geisel School of Medicine at Dartmouth. And I'm the chief medical officer, most importantly, at the Family Heart Foundation. And I've been here for about five years. Provide us an overview of the Family Heart Foundation's Cascade Registry and Family Heart Database. Right. Thanks very much for asking that, Neil. The Family Heart Foundation has two major and very different um, large databases. The first one that you mentioned, the Family Heart Foundation's Cascade FH Registry, is actually the only active national FH uh, patient registry in the United States. Um, it was established in 2013, and the registry is currently following uh, 6,000 patients with familial hypercholesterolemia longitudinally. And these patients are cared for at 40 major health systems across the United States, all in lipid clinics. So the registry probably represents the best care in the United States for familial hypercholesterolemia. On the other hand, the Family Heart Database is is quite distinct. It is a very large anonymized database of almost um, 320 million Americans, and that's from 2012 to 2021. So when we say 320 million Americans, um, not everybody is in it for um, the entire length of time, but it includes data like insurance claims, diagnosis codes, procedure codes, prescription data, and laboratory data. And using this, um, we are allowed to see, we're able to see what is happening in the real world um, for the treatment of familial hypercholesterolemia. And the Family Heart Foundation is also very interested in another genetic disorder uh, called elevated lipoprotein little a. So we look at that through the Family Heart Database as well. As far as the uh, findings that were most recently published in the Journal of American Heart Association, speak to the significance of these findings. Yeah, um, this paper that we published um, comes from the both the Cascade Registry and the national um, database that we have. Um, so what we did was we looked first at individuals with homozygous familial hypercholesterolemia in the registry. And homozygous familial hypercholesterolemia is distinct from heterozygous familial hypercholesterolemia. Heterozygous FH is very common, one in 250 people. Homozygous FH is about one in 300,000 people. So in our registry, we have 67 individuals with uh, homozygous FH. Um, and we have, if we looked at them, um, there were 16 children and 51 uh, adults. And we see that the diagnosis of FH, homozygous FH, comes too late, um, that children who are diagnosed, um, only the most severe children are diagnosed. Um, many people get diagnosed in their 20s and 30s at the time of a heart attack. 
uh, but the children in the registry, many already had cardiac disease. Um, these are the worst of, of the worst cases. And so what we know is that only the most severe individuals are diagnosed early. We learned that people are not being screened universally. Um, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends universal screening uh, for children uh, between the ages of 9 and 11, and we know that's not happening because many, many people with HOFH are not diagnosed until they're adults. Uh, we found that 68% of adults and 75% of children, um, even though they're being cared for at the best centers in the country, are not reaching their LDL goals. Um, this should be, uh, it should be noted that the study that we did had a data cut point in 2020. Uh, and what we know happily is that in 2021, um, a new agent came became available for individuals with HOFH. And we had a few patients that were in clinical trials that were in the study, and those patients achieved remarkable improvements in their LDL with this new agent called Evanumcumab, or Evkiza um, is the brand name. Uh, we also learned that when we looked at people who looked like they had homozygous FH in our large uh, family heart database, we found 277 individuals out of 81 million individuals who had enough data to look at particularly laboratory data. And the sad thing is, uh, you know, the patients in the registry are getting very aggressively treated. But in the real world, 40% um, of people who probably have HOFH were not on any lipid-lowering medicines. Um, many of them already had cardiac disease and only 18% were taking very aggressive lipid-lowering therapy. So in the real world, there's much more to do, as well in, as in our registry. So is this better understanding of FH and HOFH going to greatly improve the, the treatment and the diagnosis of these individuals, or are we still far away from perfection? Well, we are far away from perfection, and we publish these studies in order to raise awareness of familial hypercholesterolemia, both forms, HOFH and HEFH. Um, and, and so we hope that people will read this paper and recognize uh, that HOFH is severe and needs to be treated aggressively. It needs to be recognized. We need to have universal lipid screening because the only way we're going to know if somebody has familial hypercholesterolemia is by screening early in life. Um, an individual who has a strong family history of cardiac disease should be screened at the age of two, but that's not happening. And then universal screening of all children between the ages of nine and 11. We do hope to use this paper to raise awareness. Um, we are very, very interested in universal pediatric screening. And this paper really shines a light on the fact that we're not doing that. And in not doing so has real consequences. Um, the, um, the oldest person diagnosed in our registry was 37 of HOFH. So that person had lived 37 years without having their HOFH treated, and that person had um, a very serious cardiac event. That was what um, inspired the diagnosis or allowed the diagnosis to be made. That is very common. With just a couple of minutes left, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners, and then give us a website where we can learn more? 
Sure. Um, the Family Heart Foundation has served, I think, as a catalyst for change. We gather experts from around the world. We publish our research, as we've just done. Um, we share insights um, from our registry, from the database, in terms of what are best practices um, for improving the diagnosis and the treatment of familial hypercholesterolemia. This study um, that we've been talking about today is just one of many research efforts that the Family Heart Foundation has embarked on over um, our uh, 12 years of um, being in existence. Um, we try to address gaps in diagnosis and treatment for HEFH and HOFH. And today, the Family Heart Foundation, as I mentioned earlier, um, is including another very common genetic disorder uh, in, in our site, in our research, and that is elevated lipoprotein little a. Most people in the United States have never had their lipoprotein little a measured. In fact, our research shows that it's only about 1%, and yet 20% of individuals have an elevated level, putting them at increased risk for cardiac disease. We um, focus on how LDL is treated across the board in the United States, and we try to bring urgency to that treatment. And for more information on the uh, Family Heart Foundation, I encourage people to visit our website, familyheart.org. Dr. McGowan, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for this information. Hopefully you return and uh, speak with us again. I would love that. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Mary McGowan. Audio copies of this program are available at healthprofessionalradio.com.au, also at Anchor Spotify, and be sure to subscribe to youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.